Okay, uh, welcome to the VOD Commissioner session. Uh, my name's Jesse Whittock. Okay, next up we have Nick Walters from Hopster. Please, round of applause. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. Uh, so, Hopster, another SVOD platform. Another SVOD platform. Another SVOD platform. <laughs> but you have... It's getting, getting, like, getting there's, 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 a, there's a few of them. Um, but I guess you guys... Uh, have a unique place in the market in that you were and uh, you took on an early position in, in the space, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of strange to say now, but when we when we first launched right back to 2013, uh, certainly in the UK, we were really one of the only places in the app store you could like get premium video in an app. There was no, not only was there no, no Netflix kids, there was no Netflix, um, uh, there was no YouTube kids, there was no iPlay kids, iPlay, or iPlay, iPlay kids. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we've been at it for a while now, since back end of 2013. And it launched initially as a UK service? Initially UK. Yeah, yeah. and you are now selling You're now everywhere. available across about 100 countries, although we, we focus principally on UK, USA, Australia, New Zealand, uh, France, and Scandinavia. Okay. Um, when you have to now position yourselves against some of the, the very well-financed US companies in the same space... Um, where, where do you see yourselves in the market? Oh, I mean, I think, like, one of the things that we always try and get people to get about Hopster is when we talk about Hopster, we say we're a play and learning platform. Um, so people always call us an SVOD platform or we peer Netflix for kids, and that's, I mean, it's nice to be mentioned in the same breath as Netflix, but I think one of the really important things to get about us is we are, video is a component of what we do, um, but the kind of long-form video component of what we do is, is only one element of what we do, and it's not the main part of what we do. It's not the majority of what we do. Um, so we do a lot of learning video. We do a lot of short-form learning video. That works well for us. We do a lot of music. That's worked well for us. Um, we do in excess of a million gameplays a month. Um, um, uh, from So the interactive side of what we do has got really important. Uh, we do, um, and we launched books earlier this year in partnership with HarperCollins. Um, so when I think about how we differentiate ourselves from someone like a Netflix or like a YouTube Kids, it's it's a real focus on learning, and it's that breadth of content that makes a difference. Okay. Do you have a VT? We do. We yeah, do. It might think. be a good time to, to play that. <laughs> So you're clearly licensing some big brands there. There was uh, Ben and Lola and, and, and some others. Um, so take us through that side of the strategy. It seems like you've, you've got some, some cash to spend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. We, we, yes, we, we, 
demand everything for free. Um, <laughs> no, no, we, we've been fortunate enough to work with some great brands. We've, had some, we've got some great partnerships with some awesome shows that we love. Um, I think everything that we do on Hopster fits into our curriculum. So we have a curriculum that sits underneath the platform. Every piece of content we have fits somewhere into that curriculum. And where we take a show which comes from the entertainment world, like Peppa Pig, um, we take that because it's a great show. It's loads of fun to watch. We also think that a show like that really does teach kids something about the relationships within a family, about managing your emotions, about sharing. Um, so even a show which maybe is perceived as an entertainment show, we will always look for something that fits into the curriculum. Um, so we definitely license things like that, but we then we also extend you know, beyond that into things like we have a great show called Phonics School, which teaches kids about phonics. We have things like Learn to Draw Minis, which are all about creativity. Uh, we have some great language learning shows as well. So we've really tried to sort of broaden the range of the video offer um, to make sure that we've got full coverage across that curriculum. Okay. Um, when, you, when you look at commissioning shows, uh, I know in the past you've, you've talked about having a different approach to that to the number of sort of traditional broadcasters. Um, how, how, what, what, what excites you about a, a new idea? What? So I think there's, there's a couple of things. I think one of the things we've talked about a few times around, around this conference uh, on a few different sessions is this idea that there's kind of an interesting space opening up between broadcast, the, like the sort of big multi-million budget, uh, multi-million pound budget shows, and the, what you might call the bedroom end, kind of the very cheap, very fast turnaround unboxing videos. And I think increasingly where you see, you know, you see most of the interesting innovation happening is kind of between those two, you know, slightly higher budgets, um, but still keeping that fast turnaround, that far rapid iteration, that ability to learn from what, from what is working and kind of do more of it, but on a digital time frame rather than those kind of slower, uh, more expensive um, traditional linear TV budgets. So I think that's, that's kind of the area we play in. I think it's, that's probably the fastest growth area that we see in commissioning right now. Um, for us, when we look for, for look, we look for things there, we're looking for things that fit our curriculum, that drive that learning positioning. We're also increasingly looking for things that we feel at least have the potential to live across multiple types of, of content. Um, we'll normally want to start in one place. We don't, you know, we don't want to try and be everything to everybody straight away. Um, but we've got a great show coming through at the moment called Clever Brenda, which is basically all about how stuff works and finding out all about recycling or where does water go when it, um, when you, when it goes down the plug hole. That's something that we also sort of very clearly see a path for it to go and be not just a video um, property, but also go and, be a, go and be a game or something interactive um, and really kind of come to life across the full range of what we do. Okay. Um, and who, who's that coming through with? Uh, that was produced by a studio called Rude. Okay, so you're, you're open to studios big and small, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, it's a, so it's a global service. Um, do you need exclusive rights internationally to work on a show, or is there co-production potential? Um, we don't need exclusive rights. I think so. Anything we're licensing, we're not going to license exclusively. Like we're not in the business of trying to um, trying to. Um, outbid Netflix for exclusive rights because, you know, it's nice to give them a chance. Um, 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 but anything, what, what we're not going to do is people, people often come to us and say, like, hey, I've got, like, I've got 80% of the budget secured for my three million pound show. Can you come and top it up with 200 grand? And honestly, the answer to that is going to be no um, because there's just like, there's not, 
our budgets are sufficiently small that when we deploy them, we want to deploy them on something that really is going to be like a brand, car a brand carrier for us. And being like one of 10 participants and funding 52, 11 minutes just doesn't really make sense. So if we're actually in the business of commissioning, we don't have to be exclusive, but we are going to want to feel like a decent sense of ownership over the project. So fair to say you want to come in relatively early on a project. You're not, you're not particularly interested in something that's, that's you know, two years down the line, I guess. Like. I mean, it depends. I think, I think an important factor on this is time. Though. Like one of the things that I would hope we offer to a producer is we're not going to mess around too much. Like, you know, we have budget, we know what our budgets are, the decision-making is simple, our budgets aren't high, but they're there. If we like something, we will sign it off, get it into production, and have it on the platform in, like, months rather than years. And as soon as you get into this kind of thing about, oh, well, we're you know, partnering up with three other people and we're waiting for the large terrestrial broadcaster to make their mind up, it just slows the whole process down, and that's, like, at that point, we lose we are no longer able to offer the thing that we should be able to offer a, a producer, which is the ability to move quickly and get something done and start learning. So that's not really where we're, where we're at. And you probably would have moved on by that point already, I, I assume. Yeah, right, oh yeah. I mean, we're, that's, that's it's not really how we, we, we try and run faster. Yes, yeah, generally. yeah, makes sense. Um, okay, uh, and just, so there are obviously there is more to the service than just the, the video. Um, so you're open to music commissions, and, and does everything have to be packaged, I guess, or is it all, can it, can it come from just a single project? No, okay. I mean, we, we, have, um, we have found stuff in unusual places. Um, we have a fantastic show called Casper Baby Pants um, that we discovered, I think mainly because the guy who made it used to be in a grunge band that I liked. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then he had kids and started making songs for his kids and put them on YouTube and they're awesome. Uh, so we picked them up from there. So no, some of our biggest hits have come from things that weren't packaged, but we just thought were, thought were going to be great. All right, fantastic. Uh, round of applause for Nick. Please.